team finish in South Africa with their heads held high and Wales 7s prepare to start at the Commonwealth Games. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. from a couple of the experienced campaigners heading to the Commonwealth Games 7s in Birmingham. But of course, we start with the end of the Wales tour to South Africa. A 2-1 series defeat, but there was that historic first win on South African soil to celebrate, and the deciding test was close for a long time, despite Wales being disrupted by the late pullouts through injury of Toby Fallatow and Gareth Anscombe. Plenty for captain Dan Bigger and coach Wayne Pivak to reflect on. Yeah, a little frustrated with the scoreline at the end, disappointed with that, but as we said on the pitch afterwards, certainly not disappointed with the effort that's gone in over the last probably six weeks, really. One preparing for the tour, we came here with a goal to try and win a series, and we were serious about that, it wasn't just talk, and the players worked really, really well together, came together well on this tour, so I think we'll take a lot of positives out of that. We didn't start the game brilliantly, South Africa had a lot of momentum early doors, and obviously got out to a bit of a lead and they're a difficult team to peg back. But I thought we moved the ball really well in that second 20 minutes uh, of the half. We probably didn't quite get full value for the play we had. And then I, I just think that, to be fair to South Africa, we got right back in it at the start of the second half where we got to 17-14 and, you know, the game is is in the balance end. And I thought South Africa, and full credit to them, just strangled the game a little bit in terms of one penalties at set piece, turned the screw, played territory and just forced us to make a couple of errors and and probably just, yeah, the game just, it felt like we spent a lot of time in our half uh, and we just weren't able to probably spend enough time to apply pressure in their half. So credit to South Africa for squeezing us, but yeah, difficult start and a difficult sort of last 20. You don't like losing anyone late in the week and, and we lost Gareth, obviously, in fitness test in the latter part of the week and then Toby just felt his side, you know, it was an injury that he picked up in the first test and you know, he gutsed it out and, and had an 80-minute display in the second test. and But it just took its toll on him um, in the warm-up. And so he did the right thing and, and pulled out. And, you know, full credit to uh, Josh Navidi, who was on the bench one minute and then starting literally minutes before going out for the anthem. So I thought he did very, very well, reacted well, and, and as did Tane Basham coming off the bench. We're disappointed not to have picked up a series win because we felt like coming into this week, we were right there and it was right there for the take-in. But... Fell a little bit short at the end of a long season. And but we said that these are the standards we set ourselves now, as opposed to probably where we fell off a little bit towards the end of the Six Nations. It's important that we don't slip off from that. Obviously pleased to have got the history of the win last week, but certainly this week. There were just some big moments at times where the pressure that South Africa applied on us paid dividends for them. I probably refer to the, the exit charge down coming out of our 22, put ourselves under pressure. And then a couple of line-outs attacking situations at about 17-14 and in the last quarter of the game where we um, not straight and then overthrew. So those big moments in games, we'll learn from that. And But as I say, in all, pleased with the tour itself, just disappointed with the scoreline at the end of the day. Overall, I'd say it's been, it's always going to be dis- a slight twinge of disappointment with the way it's ended. But I think if you look at the tour in general, I thought... To get a win over here, no Welsh team's ever done that. That's a huge sort of tick. I think probably we were we were unlucky to not win the first test. Pinched the second one a little bit late on, but overall, I think it's been a really positive tour. Blooded some new caps as well, and, and just probably where we came from the end of the Six Nations. I think you know I don't think anybody in the room here would have probably predicted how the tour would have gone. If you look at the first test there, there's probably one or two moments there. 
that you look back on and think, if only, uh, the Louis Rees-Samet yellow card. But look, it's in the history books. We certainly know that we uh, played very well on that, that occasion. You know, a little bit of discipline on our own behalf let us down, but you know, we were right in that game. And then to win the second one, you know, I think uh, coming to South Africa, is, as Dan has said, uh, probably not too many people would have predicted those first two weeks. So look, for us, it was um, a big step in the right direction. We started the second half really well and got ourselves right back in the game. And as Wayne alluded to, just a couple of key moments we, we probably didn't quite get right. And perhaps if we'd have got those right, then perhaps the game would have um, would have taken a different path. But it's all if buts and maybes now. We're, we're disappointed we didn't nail those moments. And I think the only thing, if we could go back in time and nail maybe those and give us a platform and in South Africa's territory, then, then perhaps we could have built on that and, and applied a bit more pressure. But as it was... We didn't get enough chances to apply pressure because of whether it was for the reasons Wayne said or we got turned over at the breakdown after a couple of phases or South Africa won a penalty. So, yeah, just probably we, if we had our time again, we would have liked to have applied a bit more pressure for a bit longer in South Africa's territory. When we get together again for the autumn series, we'll be less than 12 months from the Rugby World Cup. So we need to build on this tour. The tour itself has been fantastic. First time we've toured together. Uh, because of COVID, and uh, it's been really, really great. The team's pulled together really well, both management and players. So very pleased that the positives outweighed the negatives. Alan went at six. All sorts going on. I thought he did really well coming on. He was obviously frustrated with the first two tests, you know, picking up yellow cards, one where it was a team warning, and so he was a bit unlucky there. And the second yellow is another one where it could go either way on a, on a different day. So, look, he was frustrated, but he came out tonight, got on early, and I thought he had a really, really good game. Look, he's keen to continue playing while he's deemed to be good enough, and we clearly deem him good enough. We weren't quite at the races, to be honest, for the first 10, 15 minutes, for whatever reason. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. South Africa started really strongly, and I think 12 months perhaps ago, you know, we could have potentially conceded two, three, four times there. Uh, and obviously the game's just gone in the first 15, 20 minutes. But the boys have dug deep and to only come, you know, I think it was 10. We managed to get it back to 10-8 after about half an hour or so. And you know, I think that just shows, you know, the environment that's been created. Uh, the players are enjoying coming to work, rolling their sleeves up, enjoying each other's company, which is really, really important. Because ultimately at the end of the day, you, you know, you go through some dark patches and test matches and, you know, you've only got the bloke beside you to sort of help you out. And the boys, uh, generally speaking on this tour, have done that time and time again. It just says a huge amount of character. Wayne said about the character and the the culture of the group. That's exactly what we've got. We've got a great set of lads here. Backroom team are incredible. It's been a brilliant tour and... I think that those types of moments keep you in games. And I think it's just the sense in, in the dressing room at the minute is, is very much a frustration that we probably just, just let South Africa off a little bit. Fair credit to South Africa. They applied a lot of pressure to us, but we're a resolute bunch in that changing room and that's going to stand us in brilliant stead for the next couple of campaigns. And Yeah, a disappointment, obviously, in losing any game of rugby, but overall, we'll have a couple of beers tonight, reflect on tonight's game, and then it'll be... Um, positive thoughts heading into uh, the next series. When we sit back and, you know, when we enjoy our holidays in, in a few weeks, I think we'll look back on the tour with some real fond memories and picking up a win was was huge and playing some really good rugby and being competitive is going to set us in good stand. We've loved South Africa as well, I will say, for you guys as well. It's been an absolute pleasure to come here and everyone's treated us with, with warmth and we hope that you've enjoyed having us here and it's been great for us. We've loved the country as well. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast.
later, Wales perform well on the world stage in South Africa, Wales Sevens will also be performing on the world stage in Birmingham at the Commonwealth Games next week. For Luke Trahan, it'll be his third Commonwealth Games after starting out in Glasgow eight years ago. So I was 21 there. I just remember being really excited. Uh, amongst the university, I think I'd only been able to do the Rugby Europe tournament for the two and a bit years before that. So this was my first chance being um, within the summer break, being able to play for the full first sevens team. And I just remember being massively excited, multi-sport tournament, just being in the village in Glasgow, nice and close for friends and families to come up. Opening ceremony was incredible. Playing then in Ibrox with a full crowd for three full days, it was just amazing experience. I absolutely loved it. Is it a different vibe than playing on the sevens circuit? It definitely is. I was saying to some of the younger boys who were asking me about it, when you go away to, say, Australia, you'll obviously have a very heavily Australian crowd who will support Australia. They might not be quite as interested in the other teams, but mm. the one thing that's amazing about the Commonwealth Games is everyone's there supporting everyone. You have all different nations there, people who may be watching Sevens for the first time, and it's just a really friendly, excited atmosphere for three full days, uh, and it's an incredible, incredible atmosphere to play in. What do you make of this squad compared to the others? It's an exciting squad. I think with Gold Coast, we had a little bit more of like a 15s influence coming back in. So boys have played sevens for a couple of years, gone away to 15s and then come back. This is definitely more of a slightly younger team. So, but boys have been playing on the sevens circuit for the whole of the year with Wales. So I think that will stand us in good stead. There's lots of young, exciting players. It's probably the first time they're going to play in front of quite such a big crowd and on such a big occasion on in terms of sevens anyway so I think excitement levels will be through the roof and yeah I'm excited to see how a lot of the younger players go. You say maybe less 15s influenced is that the way you see the game going at the moment it's more of a separate game? Oh definitely I think each year that the seven series has gone on one the standard has gone up each year and then it's become more and more difficult I think for boys to go from 15s back into 7s equally though I think it's a great breeding ground for future 15s players if you see it in the likes of New Zealand, Australia boys who have played a year, year and a half two years on the 7 series particularly in New Zealand they've gone on to be the next big stars in the All Blacks uh, it's definitely harder to go back and forth between them but I think it's a great place to kind of cut your teeth and see whether you've got what it takes under pressure, skills, fatigue, travelling the world to be able to take that step if you want to go and play international 15s as well. It's interesting isn't it, you look at test cricket at the moment and the way that has been really influenced by short form T20 cricket, particularly in the last year or so. We don't seem to have had that yet in rugby. Do you see that coming? Uh, I think potentially. I think the gap between sevens and fifteens will probably get wider to begin with. But interestingly, a lot of the kids coaching I do, if you asked, I know you're in a sevens camp when you ask them, but you ask them, do you want to play sevens or fifteens? I'd say 90 plus percent of the young kids want to play sevens. So I do think there's probably a little bit of a disconnect between what maybe the organisations within fifteens think the younger generation want and then what the younger generation want to do. They want to like use it as a vehicle to travel the world, play in like exciting places. It's a easier game to get into just in terms of less people the rules are a bit easier to understand I wouldn't be surprised if you see a younger generation who really want to get into sevens and then use that potential as a vehicle to get themselves into 15s if they haven't been seen by an academy or, or whatever by the age of kind of 16 17 what we've seen in cricket that real attacking positive mindset 
we could do with that in rugby. Exactly. I think that's probably been the biggest complaint from spectators over the last couple of years with 15s. Particularly if you're new to the game, maybe don't fully appreciate what teams are trying to do with tactics Mm. Uh, in 15s at the moment, 7s, because it's pretty much all out attack. It's very hard to kind of park the bus in 7s. You're not going to do very well with that. It's just a much easier game for spectators, people who are new to the sport, just to dive into and get involved in, I think. Do you actually watch much 15s? I do watch some 15s. I, I definitely used to watch more. I'll definitely watch all the internationals when Wales are playing. I'll watch when Scarlet or like the Chiefs, just teams that I've been involved in in the past. But to be honest, some other sports, I think, are just really nailing that fan experience. I think F1 at the moment is just flying in terms of that Drive to Survive series. It's just it captured a whole new audience. And I think that's probably something that rugby 15s and 7s could look at in how to just make that experience for fans a lot better in this kind of modern age of sport. On that, give me a couple of names in this squad who are very young, very exciting and could really get people off their seats in Birmingham. Oh my God, there's loads of them. Um, so there's two lads who spend a lot of time together, Ewan Rosser, Callum Williams, both real exciting attackers in their own right. If you've watched the World 7 Series over the last year, you would have seen a couple of spectacular tries from both of them against top teams, New Zealand, Fiji. Given the chance in the Commonwealth Games, I think both of those are going to shine. Just They bounce off each other. They're a great company to be around, but on the pitch, I think you'll really see them come into their own and take the next step on their journeys. And they've got the wise old man for a bit of help. Oh, uh, yeah, bus. under the wing, just, just guiding them in the right direction, yeah. How do you assess the form going into the Commonwealth Games? Because you've been very competitive against the top teams, but haven't been getting the big results so far. Yeah, I think that's also down to just the way Sevens works. It's a brutal attacking and defensive game. We've had a slightly shorter run-up into this season due to COVID and GB before coming back into Wales compared to some of the other teams. And I think that's been the story of our season. We can string kind of 70, 80% of a game together and then it's been that last 20% which you need to finish off tries, stop a team scoring, keep the scoreboard on your side. That's potentially where we've been lacking. But if you have watched all the way from the start of the series to where we are now, there has been an improvement in it so we're looking just to keep taking the next step in and hopefully take that form into Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. And how about yourself how long do you keep going you are only 29 but you have been around playing sevens for a long long time. I'd love to keep going as long as possible. I love it as a lifestyle, a way of just being able to train all year and then go into the cool places to play tournaments. I also love coaching kind of the next generation so the longer I can stay within the professional environment, the better the information I can then pass on to these younger players who want to potentially play sevens professionally when they're older as well. So oh, I just want to keep going until I can't actually play anymore, I think. Olympics in a couple of years unfinished business maybe lots of unfinished business there so I definitely like to have a crack at that again I think with the landscape at the moment it's a bit of a rocky road of how to get there just in what they're planning in changes to the series players Wales England Scotland to go to GB so there's a few hurdles to get over but definitely that's in the back of my mind something to aim for is Paris 
Olympic silver medalist Sam Cross is back in the Wales 7 squad to add his experience. It's always special, obviously, uh, Commonwealth Games. They don't come round uh, very often, so sort of four years of anticipation and, yeah, like big multi-sport events uh, representing Wales. So first time for me, obviously, um, done the Olympics with Team GB, but uh, I've actually done a Commonwealth Games, so first chance sort of representing Wales in one of these big sort of multi-sport events. So, yeah, really, uh, really excited now. That gives it a different edge for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously the Olympics was incredible, but yeah, as, as you know, being passionate Welsh people as we are, representing Wales and uh, on that world stage in a big uh, yeah multi-sport event, yeah, uh, means a lot. You're an Olympic medalist. What are the chances of becoming a Commonwealth Games medalist? It's a pretty strong team. Yeah, since I've uh, come back in, been really impressed with the boys. A couple of uh, fresh faces come in, kept some experienced players in there as well. So yeah, it's an exciting uh, young team. So yeah, hopefully uh, Olympic medalists and potentially uh, Commonwealth Games medalists would be brilliant. Uh, getting a medal with Wales would be really special. There's always some younger players, of course, but Luke Trahan's been playing sevens for Wales forever. You've got the likes of Tyler Morgan coming back in and, of course, yourself. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. I remember me and Luke sort of starting at the same time, being like the new young guys, and uh, the tables have kind of turned now with the, with the veterans of the squad, more experienced guys. And, yeah, it's just sort of passing that sort of experience on. Luke's been to Commonwealth Games. He's been involved with Team GB and things like that. So, yeah, that experience will be uh, really important and how quickly we can sort of gel together as a group. These events obviously don't get that much preparation time as I think our camp started on the 27th as we come together as a squad but obviously we've done similar with Team GB back in 2016 we had 10 weeks together didn't really know each other before so them camps can make you gel really quickly and it's how quick you adapt and things like that and just get into the tournament and get started. And where are you in your rugby career now between 15s and 7s obviously after the Olympics you playing for the Ospreys getting some regular matches yeah. get injured yeah. been playing less regularly recently where are you um yeah so obviously the last time i played was the champions cup game at sale in january done my mcl come back got a, a niggle with a calf injury missed the tail end of the season and yeah spoke with toby booth and the ospreys sort of said um i've always wanted to do a commonwealth games and it kind of just fell in this time that i was injured and played that much with the ospreys coming back from injury the boys were going off for their summer break I felt I'd had a pretty good break since I'd been off since January, so yeah, sort of put it to them that, that I could go in, train with the sevens, get that sort of fitness, get that sharpness back, go represent my country at the Commonwealth Games and then sort of slot back in. Uh, so I think uh, Boothie made it clear I'm, I'm back in the Monday after the Commonwealth Games, but yeah, he uh, sort of gave me his best regards to sort of go and have this opportunity, which I'm obviously really grateful for. Well, it's a pretty good equivalent of pre-season training, isn't it? Because the fitness levels for sevens are arguably higher than for 15s. Yeah, definitely. I think it's probably the best thing I could have done. You're sort of coming back from an injury in 15s, you um, obviously they, they were coming to the tail end of the season. Training was sort of going down in sort of volume. It'd been a long season for the boys, and yeah, I, I come back in and yeah, it's, it's been uh, tough to sort of readjust to that sort of sevens training, but also yeah really enjoyed it so I've been back I've been five years since I played a game of seven so the lungs are struggling at the moment but yeah, I've got a few more weeks now training to sort of get that uh, match fitness sharpness and I think it'll serve me a good stay going back to the Ospreys I'll uh, hopefully the boys will be chasing me around now when I get back in uh, seven's legs back in the Monday after and presumably hoping to pick up where you were pre-injury yeah definitely um, well the, the games I did play for the Ospreys last year I was really happy with sort of went out 
start of the game, my first start of the season up Treviso, we had a good win out there, one of the only teams to beat Treviso away. Come back, we uh, beat Munster at home, had a strong performance and felt like I was I was playing well in that sort of build-up, that, that sail-away game and unfortunately, uh, as rugby is, it's never simple, picked up an injury, you sort of uh, dropped back down the pecking order and tried to get back fit, re-injured again, the sort of double whammy and just hoping now I can go into a positive for this Commonwealth Games campaign and um, go into a, a strong season with the Ospreys. Obviously, Ospreys finished the season really strongly and it's as competitive as ever there. It's good seeing boys like Dan Lydiat now uh, doing so well in South Africa. So, yeah, the back row at the Ospreys was relentless enough without uh, sort of the old boys coming back and putting in the, the younger performances. It's, it's good for all of us, really. Great. Well, good luck with it and good luck in, in Birmingham, of course. Thank you very much. And of course, Wales are qualified for the next Rugby Sevens World Cup. Plus, there was a hint there of the exciting news about a British team in the World Series preparing for the next Olympics. Lots more reaction next week, of course. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.